what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person. Is there even... Who's sane anymore? I think I have to, like, literally change the entire introduction to to every one of the pot. There is no sanity. What is left of sanity is in fucking tatters, and everybody is just playing sane. I play sane on TV. Who... I mean, there is there are tiny shreds of sanity left, which is what we cling to, in hopes that this election saves our sanity and saves what's left of our democracy so that we can slowly begin to rebuild it? Because is it real? I mean, what is there? You can't even rant about the regular bullshit anymore because nothing is regular and not even the bullshit is regular. It's like extra special COVID-y cluster fucked bullshit right now. So there's no, it's the same theme song, but it is a completely different introduction. And it is, that is why we reach out in times of trouble. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary doesn't come to me. I go to Lincoln Mitchell. (laughs) Somebody needs to write that into a theme song. And I am not going to sing it because there is no singing happening here. Um, And that is why we turn to Lincoln. And that is why... Lincoln's like the E.F. Hutton of podcasts. When Lincoln talks, everybody needs to fucking listen. So, and yet I still ramble on. So that's not helpful because the more I ramble, the longer it takes to get to Lincoln and and the sounds that soothe me, um, not the Mother Mary variety, uh, the Lincoln Mitchell variety. And so Lincoln is going to, Lincoln is back and and the wounds in his neck have have healed. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, apparently he's looking to, I don't know, donate blood via his Instagram stories. Uh, you, you have to check out his Mitchell Minute to know what I'm talking about on the Instagram. I'm not going to give that away. I will leave some things like locked in the mystery box that you need to go unlock for yourself. What I will not leave in the mystery box is the rant coming up with Lincoln because I miss Lincoln. I miss seeing him at the Hill. I miss walking around in circles with him, doing this live and in person where we can literally just scream at the top of our lungs at the crack ass of dawn in the morning in the pitch dark in Central Park. And thanks to COVID, we are now separated by state, a state that I am no longer even allowed to travel into because people can't even get their shit together. So now we're quarantined from even entering New York and Connecticut for the time being, not that anybody's checking, but uh, most people, if you you know play by the rules, you do what they say and you stay the fuck away. So that being said, we did this via FaceTime, and there are visuals that I will, you know, try to explain with pictures that I didn't take during the podcast because clearly multitasking has become somewhat more difficult. Uh, and 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 now I've talked long enough, and I've lost the whole theme of the podcast, which was Lincoln Mitchell soothing us all with his wisdom and knowledge. And listen for yourself. I don't even really know where to start. The anxiety and the paranoia. I will say that last night I was on the phone and many of my friends have found themselves on the phone with people that are absolutely spiraling and losing their fucking minds. I think that we could talk about a lot of the politics stuff later, but I think the reality is starting to... People are really getting scared, anxious, frustrated, nervous. Every Those people that are getting really laxed with their protocols and their bubbles and what right. they're willing to do and what they're willing not to do in these fucking death cult rallies, which I know you could talk about for days because of all of your Jim Jones experience. I don't even know. I don't have Jim Jones wh- experience. I well, not Jim Jones experience. You have knowledge. I mean, 
the Jim Jones experience would be one hell of a movie, but uh, you know what I mean. So I don't even know yeah. where to start. I don't know where you want to start or where well, this is going to go. Mean, given given your comments, here's where I think we should start. Go ahead. Um, you know, Trump in one of his I don't know I think it was a rally or somewhere where he was talking about. I mean, it's not it was just wacky, right? He was saying people are over COVID. Get over it. We're done with this, right? The problem is that's not really how science works, right? Viruses don't go away because we want them to. And at the same time, he's encouraging people to do things that will, you know, spread the virus. We know that. But what I want to mention is that he's not – he is right in that that sentiment is out there. And we need leadership that tells us don't give in to that sentiment. Stay tough. Right, right. right. But that's it. And he's doing the opposite, right? So imagine well, if during dancing, World War II, going out and dancing at a rally. Imagine if during I mean, World War II, in 1943, Roosevelt gave a speech where he said, "I'm so sick of the Nazis. Let's just not let them run our lives." Right. Stop this war effort. People are tired of going to war. We're tired of not eating as much as we want. We're tired of turning scrap metal over to the military. Let's stop this. We're tired of it. I mean, imagine that's the that's the equivalent. We've lost more people to this disease than we have in any year of World War II in the military. I, so, so. But on the other hand, so so that's one thing, right? The other thing is that the nervousness that people feel, like if you're a normal American, by a normal, I mean not part of the Trump cult, right? Right. And and you're looking down the road, so to speak, and you're seeing two freight trains coming at you. One is, I don't want to, I, I don't believe that we've had a second wave or a third wave. We just had this rising tide of COVID that's rising and right. I'm sorry, you can't see my hand. Yeah. And now we're like, it's like up to here, and we're afraid it's going to up to here, and we're going to suffocate, right? I mean, it's just going to get worse everyone sees that coming down the pike everyone it's not even coming down the pike dude it's fucking here it's here i I mean there is no pike that's the problem worse it's gonna get worse the next few weeks not better i know and that's what's sad when you have doctors breaking down on national televisions outside of their emergency rooms because they're in there tirelessly fighting for the lives of these assholes that refuse to follow the protocol like it's it, it is come it does come back to everything you say like the majority of us that are quarantining and wearing a mask and washing our hands and not going anywhere and following the rules and missing our and doing all that are the ones that are dragging the dead weight of right. all of these assholes who will but still go hand, out and live their life. There's a lot life. of people who are, you know, following the rules, washing their hands, wearing the mask, staying in, and... They're still getting sick somehow. And even if they're not getting sick from that, they're in Wisconsin and they get a heart attack and they can't get the treatment they need and they die, right? Yeah, that was not actually a really sad story, actually. There was a woman who said that about her sister, and yeah. her sister had a heart attack, and they were literally in the emergency room with her on, like, waiting on a life flight. The helicopter was literally on the roof, and they could not find an ICU or a critical care unit right. to take her sister to. Her sister didn't have COVID. Or the family was following all the rules. And unfortunately, she had a heart attack. It's scary. It's it's scary yeah. as shit. Yeah. That, that, the, but and I then think- the second freight train is the extraordinary uncertainty around what will happen. Now, I want to be clear about this because... There is a, always a certain amount of, you know, a way to seem smart if you go on television. I mean, there's these stupid articles that are written all the time. Why Trump is really winning? Why the polls are wrong? And I find those very destructive because what they do is they give fodder to the narrative that Trump will create after the election. They give him a, a kind of ammunition to say, you see, it was stolen. It's not going to be stolen. He's not going to win. He may try to, he will try to say he won. And that's the freight train that people see coming, Right. It's two more weeks, less than that yeah. today. It's 13 days today before this this game, this this life-changing election, really. And there's on the one hand, people are saying, oh, I just want this to be over. 
right? But it's not going to be over November 3rd. What are the life-changing... Wait, can we just stop for a second? Because the life-changing election, I get it. You put a guy in there that has empathy, that cares, that, that will listen to science and not mock people that are dying or wearing masks. And, and what control, my fear is, that what control is Joe Biden, God willing, this all works out, going to have over Rob Death Santis, who now has like 650 schools in Florida closed because of COVID. And Florida will pass California soon in deaths. But, what is, but, but, but my point is, yeah. what so is Joe Biden going to do about all of these asshole governors in all of these states that are like, fuck your mask mandate, everything's opening, okay, back to me, normal? I mean, that, that's the right question to ask. My answer is this. I'm asking, I'm going to raise a different question. Okay. Or I'm going to answer a different question. Okay. If Donald Trump gets reelected, it is it's very over. likely... That America is a no longer a democracy, b no longer a cohesive functioning polity within four years, and what that means for you and me and most of the other three hundred and forty odd million Americans who live here, right, is the economy will collapse, there will be chaos, and there will be violence on the streets. Okay, that's what's at stake. So can Biden solve every problem? Of course not. Will does if Biden gets elected, doesn't mean that those things won't happen. No. But it means, so this is a baseball, right? right? I'm holding a baseball in my hand. We're going to do a, I'm going to make a, uh, so let's say that this orange, this is my iPad. Okay. Is, is the fence at a ballpark. Okay. okay. And let's say that a home run means means a country survives, right? Okay. The so ball goes the, over the iPad. Over the fence. Okay. Right? So I'm, I'm Brandon Belt or Aaron Judge or someone, the ball gets hit. Home run democracy survives. Okay, right? thank God, I guess. If the bad outfielder on the on the other team, we'll call them for the sake of argument, the Red Sox. I really thought you were going to go with Astros, but go ahead. <laughs> catches it, then democracy dies. Okay, here's the ball. Democracy lives, democracy dies. Right? You got it. Yeah. I mean, you can see this. So here's what happens: If Trump gets reelected, democracy dies. Right. If Biden wins. Democracy no, lives. No. Doesn't Survives. Over the fence. It stays in the air a little bit longer, and we're just not sure. Okay. Really? Yeah. But that means that, you, so so as a fan, to go back to baseball, which is always more important, especially now during the World Series, go Rays, would you be happier with this in the glove of some Red Sox outfielder? Or I'm not sure if it's going to go over the fence or not. Which would you take? I would definitely take I'm not sure if it's going to go over the fence or not. Exactly. And that's what this election is about. Because I also hate any, I hate Boston people, the Patriots, the Red Sox, all those white supremacists. Assholes. I hate the Patriots and the Red Sox. But the, the, the but even if you even if you if you're a Red Sox fan, just flip it and imagine you know Aaron Judge's glove out there. Or yeah. Something. But the point is, the point is, Biden's election doesn't solve anything, but it gives us a chance of solving something. And Trump's doesn't. That's why this is a life-changingly important election. And therefore, we are all approaching this moment with great uncertainty. But I just want to stress. And I've said this before on the podcast that the uncertainty is not going to be resolved November 3rd. And you and me and everyone who's listening needs to be prepared for that. You know, if you haven't made a vote plan yet, make a vote plan. There's three ways to vote and they're all reliable. Depends on what you feel comfortable with and your health and, you know, your other concerns. Every individual. You can vote by mail, which is what I did. You can vote early, which is what my wife and my older son and my mom are doing. My younger son voted by mail in Wisconsin, swing state. Or you can go on an election day. 
depends on what you want to do. You have to do one of those three things. Right. You can't you sit this one out. You cannot and, sit this one out. And you can't sit out by accident either. You have to plan this in advance and do it. But yet that asshole governor did. That Was he from Maryland or some shit? Wrote in like Ronald Reagan, Reagan. or some yeah, dumb fuck. fuck? Right, right. Like what no, kind of is, example okay. does that say? We're going to go back to baseball for a second. This is the world. It is the, as we are recording, we're in the middle of the World Series. The Dodgers, and I'm borrowing this, this, this idea from Mark Marin, the social critic, but the, the Dodgers and the Rays are playing in the World Series. Okay. You have to root for one team or the other. You can't root for the Yankees in this World Series or the Red Sox. They're not playing. Right. You either root for the Dodgers. So who's, who's on this election, Biden or Trump? You vote for one of the two as long as it's Biden. Don't vote for anyone else because no one else is relevant right now. But, but I want to make another more important, equally important point. Make your vote plan, because if you don't have a vote plan, you'll, you, it's a greater chance... Or help somebody it. else make a vote plan, or help, help somebody else vote. vote plan. Right, but also, make your post-election plan. Load up on, you know, uh, my masks are downstairs because I'm upstairs, but on masks, on hand sanitizer. I mean, we talked a while ago back in Amrita about infleasement, but I'm not... I wasn't, yeah. You know... It's like I, a little I, doomsday I prepping. It's like, like a little a doomsday prepping. Fleece jackets that say count the votes on the back and they should be giving away to people who go on the streets because a lot of the states where this is going to be important, it gets cold. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, you know, by early November. But make your democracy plan. Be prepared. One, the vote counting is not going to be done on election night. It's state by state. Now, let me add this. Florida will count its vote or votes early because that's the, their law. If on election night, Biden wins Florida. It's, it's over. over. Okay. You know, but if not, it's not over. And they're going to say, so So if you want to know who won, I don't know, the pick an important state, Wisconsin or Pennsylvania, another very important state, it's going to take a few days. Be patient, but demand the votes get counted. When they say we're going to, we want to shut this down, they being the Republicans, no, we don't shut this down. We count the votes. What do you think about what they did in Michigan with them banning assault rifles from go Did you see the cop, by the way, that showed up at the polling place in Miami in his no. full uniform wearing a Trump 2020 mask? And now somebody is like, now the, I think the local mayor in Miami-Dade like filed charges against him for voter yeah, intimidation. I and mean, in New York, you can't go into a, if you're wearing a T-shirt, a button on your lapel that says, you know, Biden or Trump, you can't go to the vote. As a voter, you can't, the cops certainly can't. Well, he did. But, but I'm just saying, but, like, the voter intimidation is, is going to be wicked. Be prepared to, to wait and to demand. And by demand, I mean go to the streets peacefully, nonviolently, bring hand sanitizer, bring a granola bar, Bring a, a thing of water. Do not bring a weapon, you know, but be prepared for that. And, and, and if you have friends who are worried, you know, make sure they want to go on the streets, make sure they have their masks and their hand sanitizers. And if you have a little bit of money, find a local organization that is mobilizing people and help them. If what you do you what do you think going onto the street while they're counting the votes? I think it's going out onto the street, God forbid, after they count the votes and the shit is like... What what is well, going on to the street? The big mobilization that's being planned is for the Saturday after the election, but I think it has to be sooner. And I'll tell you why. You're talking about that cop with the Trump 2020 situation in the in the Florida. mask. Yeah. Let's say they're counting the votes in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and and I'm not saying anything. We've talked about this. I'm not saying anything that that's un, that's kind of you know crazy or out of the beyond right. the pale. Those are you know government bureaucrats, right? Who are working they're doing their job right those people like you know that are trying to make the system work right right they are often older right and they're often female and in some states 
depending on the demographics, they're, they're people of color. I see what right? you're saying. Like to, to form like a protective ring around these people so that they could get to their jobs to do so their that, job. Right. And that, so when these MAGA thugs are out there with guns yeah. demanding they stop, they look out the window because they'd be scared like any normal you know, person would right. be scared. I see what you're saying. And I see, and I see 50 thugs with guns and I see 5,000 peaceful looking people saying, count the votes. We are America. Then I say, fuck it. I'm counting the votes. Okay. I see what I you're saying. I see what you're saying. And you I multiply that over and over again, as well as in people. I mean, I, I mean, I'm fascinated by the signaling that we're getting, including from some Republican local election people who are like basically saying, essentially, leave us alone, Trump. We're not we're not going to steal the election the way you want us to. Right. There are Republican low level officials saying we're just going to count the votes. But they're going to get extraordinary pressure from the DeSantis's from the Kemp's, from the Republican legislatures, from the Trump campaign, from Bill Barr, right, to not count the votes, to throw away ballots because they come essentially from black neighborhoods but under some fake, you know, excuse. They're going to be under great pressure to do that. Well, Maddow unearthed the story about the disbanding the, of the of the postal police, of the postal inspectors that yeah. are now being told to, like, go home. And also there was a situation somewhere where, where a box was burned, right? A ballot, you know, a drop box. So with all of that going on, that's why we have to be on the streets. Okay. That, that's, that's a lot more understandable. I just didn't understand what the purpose was and early. And if you live in New York, the Bay Area, L.A., Chicago, Washington, a big city where it's in not in a, you know, in a solid blue or even solid red state, right? I don't know what that would be. There's not too many cities in solid red states. But if you live in Indianapolis, right, Indiana's going – the state is going for um, – Trump, but Indianapolis has a large African American population. It's got, you know, it's, it probably the city might go for Biden. Be out there also because we want the world needs to see. Yeah, that's also world, a good including point. Including America, that and it's not, and because what Trump will say is that these are Black Lives Matter and Antifa and radicals, and you know that's why like middle aged people like me, you know, and and of all races, but you know, the the the, the visual is important. Yeah, and we want to show they have guns and crazy slogans. We have patriotic slogans: count the votes, democracy. He loses, he leaves, right? And we look like America. We're peaceful, which is not America, but we're diverse, right? And we don't have guns. That matters. That visual matters. That changes public opinion because in the days following the election, they'll be polling, and if suddenly you see that you know sixty-five percent of the people are like count the votes. We're okay. And I've been following the polling. I've been participating in the various calls about this. And, you know, the data is mixed right now. We are we are still mixed, pretty mixed about what's going to happen and what people are going to think. How is that even fucking... This is my problem. How is that even possible at this point? He has his cult. He has his base. I get that. But if that's the case, there are so much more of us than them. Are people, like, bullshit polling, like, differently? That Like, they're walking outside and saying, democracy, and then they're going into their bedroom in their pajamas... And saying I'm a Trumper, like w- it, the bullshit is mind-boggling to me. No, I don't think there's any. I, I think I think there's not a lot of that. What what you know the the Trump information ecosystem is extraordinary. I mean, I see this. I'm always fascinated. You know, I mean, this is a totally unscientific thing, but on my YouTube channel, I get comments all the time, right, ranging from you know fuck Trump or something like that, which I assume is supportive, right, to like someone just today commented, we love Bill Barr because he's draining the swamp, he's courageous, and that's why people like you hate him, right? 
Now, where do you get the idea that William Barr or the Trump administration is draining the swamp? Well, there's an answer to that question. You get it from Fox News. You get it from, I don't know, QAnon, right? You get it from OAN. You get it from Sinclair Broadcasting. You get it from the Washington Times. You get it from the New York Post. That's what's going on. I just can't, I, I have a, a still, and since the beginning, I have a hard time processing the fact that there are people that legitimately believe that bullshit. Like, they, I, know, they, I, I don't understand how no, you can... No, on a human level, it is, it's, it is weird, right? On a human level, but, but I think, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time with people because, frankly, I'm, I'm, like, I'm old and I'm not, like, a sociologist trying to figure... And I have to say, I heard an interview with two reporters from the New York Times and trying to explain this, and they, I think without meaning it, People are bending over so far backwards to try to understand the Trump voters. And, you know... No, fuck it. His... There's no understanding that. Well, I kind of agree. That's my point. Like, like, just stop it, you know? Rebuilding, rebuilding America after the election, trying to bring America back together after the election, that's worth thinking about. But right now, if you're so far down the Trump-Fox-Q rabbit hole that you think that, you know, we've turned the corner on COVID or something... Then, 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 I, then why would any rational person be in discussion with you two weeks before an election? But then how is he my how is he polling so close? Even my mom was like, I want to, I, literally, I was like, if I walk up in the kitchen and I see you watching Fox, what, she's like, you really have to hear both sides. I said, there are no both sides anymore. Right. There are no two sides. I'm literally trying to convince my mom. It's really, who are you watching? I went through all the, Laura Ingram, the racist Nazi white supremacist, Tucker right, Carlson, this both the racist. Sideism, this both sideism is very dangerous because- you know, there's both sides to an issue about tax policy. There's not both sides to an issue about is mail-in voting election fraud, because it isn't. And if, I mean, so, and there's not both, I mean, so, but, but the point is, it's, it's out there, right? But you can move some of that after the election. So that's, to go back to the beginning, that's why the optics and the size of these demonstrations is yeah. so important. And I think it makes a big deal, too, especially with this whole, so there go our rights in the Supreme Court. Here come back 545 kids that will never be reunited with their parents. Right. And the parents are telling the government, I don't want to be reunited with my kid. You deported my ass. Leave my kid in America. Go find their right. relatives that we were trying to find, and they're better off there. But, and and it's it's so, it, shit is so batshit crazy, along with the fear, the, the, the frustration, the not knowing, the, I mean... I turned the news off yesterday. I finally, I gave up. I, I was like, you know, after one of these epidemiologists came on and was like, this is going to become an endemic, and I Googled what I endemic was, I was like, okay, good night, I'm done. But I think we should, I mean, like... I, I was I, done. Along those lines, you know, pick, everyone should pick their media carefully and not take too much of it, you know? So you need to do Ranting with Randy. Everyone should listen to that. They need to you find know. you on MNN. Those are really but, good, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I think it's a great it's a great series because we have real real discussion. Yeah, you know? they're really good. And we got to tag the shit out of that because I watched it. It yeah. was really interesting. That's the election show, which is on the Manhattan Neighborhood Network and Free Speech TV. But yeah. But I would, but I would say don't live on Twitter right now. It's just going to get you crazy. I mean, I've really, you've seen, I've dramatically ratcheted down my Twitter presence just to keep myself sane. You know, try to, whatever trusted news sites you visit, try to visit them no more than three times a day. I mean, I'm on, you know, I, I mean, I, I it, it's just not healthy. There's no, the news. And you work in it and you're telling people that. I mean, it, it, it's 
crazy. People, yeah. it's going to be... It's going to be tough because people want to find out what's going on. They want to see what's going on with Amy Coney Barrett. They want to see what's going on now with this Trump Chinese bank account, $17 million. But here's what's going on with Amy Coney Barrett. The same thing that was going on a month ago. She's, or when, you know, when well, she's going to get confirmed and we're going to get caught. going to get confirmed. That's not news, right? Imagine it's like, let's say you're watching a baseball game, a baseball game and the after nine innings, the Rays are beating the Yankees two to one. You don't stay around and watch the tenth inning, even if they stay on the field and play, right? I mean, they don't even play the t- like like what we're, we're everyone is. If you're watching the confirmation here, is you're watching the tenth inning of a game that isn't tied. Like we know what's going to happen. It's not news now. If you like, I write analysis, right? So for me, you should all read analysis. Particularly, there's this guy Lincoln Mitchell who contributes to CNN periodically. He writes the American Angle for a Brussels Morning, which is a European kind of EU type newspaper. So yeah, read read analysis. Pick your favorite analyst and and, and you know subscribe to them or follow them on Twitter. But there's no news here, right? I mean, yeah. everyone, the Times, Fox, CNN has made the ACB confirmation. It's a non-story. I think this last debate is going to be a non... What do you think about the debate? Like, is it even worth it? I feel horrible for Kristen Welker. I think she's going to get absolutely destroyed. I, I was... I would... I see no purpose to this debate. I don't think either of the candidates wants it. If I... I mean, so... I mean, and and I hope that, I hope, I mean, I, I think presidential debates in general are a waste of time because they arise from an era. This is one of the things I talk about in my classes that as recently as really even 2000 when Bush ran against uh, Gore, you didn't see that much video of the candidate, right? Yeah. And secondly, the questions they ask are totally irrelevant. Well, it's the follow-up, which is why that woman from it's New Zealand totally was amazing. They, none, of them, none of them were ever asked questions that they haven't answered before. We all know where they stand on the issues, right? What I would like to know, I mean, here are the relevant questions for a challenger. Give me a list of the kinds of people you've seen in your cabinet, right? That's one. Two, two, if on June 23rd of 2021, you learn that, and then make up a crisis. You learn that there are 10 Chinese Navy boats heading towards Taiwan, right? You learn that Iran has made an attack on Israel and Israeli school and killed a thousand Israeli school children. You learn that Russia has poured troops into Georgia and are marching tanks down Roosevelt Avenue in Tbilisi. What are you gonna do? This job is about crisis management more than it is about issues where everyone knows their positions anyway. Right. It's about I mean, I mean, I would have loved to have heard hypothetically in 2015. What would you do if you learned that there was a disease in China that might lead to a pandemic? Now, obviously, no one had was that prescient. But right. that to me is an interesting question, because what you would have seen, not that it would have mattered necessarily, is that one candidate would give you a very rational answer that would have suggested a deep understanding of governance. And the other candidate would have said, lock her up. Right. And 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 Trump's failure on coronavirus. Now, I think we want to be careful with the word failure. His murderous crime against humanity, which poses as a coronavirus policy. Right. Is the product of a lot of things. His his hubris, his narcissism to the point where he doesn't really think it's real. Right. His ignorance, his hatefulness, but also his complete lack of understanding of governance, right? Right. And, and when people say Donald Trump or Barack Obama or George W. Bush or whoever 
is in charge of the country. That's not true. There's no one in charge of the United States. That's the point of living in a free society, right? Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Joe Biden, if he wins, is in charge of the government, right? And if you are in charge of the government, it helps to know a thing or two about governance. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, that makes sense. And that's the kind of thing I would posit. Like, do you know how this machine... It's like, it's like if you were debating between two people to be a pilot and fly you from New York to San Francisco. One question I would ask is, do you know how this machine works? Have you ever flown one of these before? <laughs> what would you do if you run out of gas, right? I mean, there's all these relevant questions. Not... And let's I shouldn't say laugh. Sake, it's not funny. It's and let's funny. say for the sake of argument that you're talking to these two pilots and one of them is wearing a Yankees hat and one of them is wearing a Red Sox hat, right? These are the questions I wouldn't ask. So what's your favorite ball team, right? Another question. Who do you think better, was a better player, Joe DiMaggio or Ted Williams? Is this right? as the, the plane is going down? or is Right, this exactly. Like... So now you're flying, now you're running out of gas and you say, so what? So how much do you hate Bucky Dent, you say to the Red Sox fan, right? I, I love mean, Bucky Dent. I love Bucky Dent too, but I'm not a Red Sox <laughs> fan, right? The point is it's not relevant. I liked him when he was question. a Yankee. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a Red oh, Sox fan. Oh, okay. Red Sox fans hate Bucky Dent. And in New England, he is universally known with his full name, which includes his middle name. You know what that is? I don't. They call him always Bucky fucking Dent. Oh. <laughs> that, I, that was a really good analogy. I think the crashing, I, sadly, I don't want to say, like, plane crashes are not funny in general, but I think no. the analogy of two pot, it's like doctors also. It's like, have you ever o o operated on a body before? Do you know right, how this right, scalpel right. works? I mean, you could apply it to a lot of different things. Right, not who's your favorite but, band. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or like how much do you like going to like pedophile island and hanging out with a bunch of like guys that like rape little girls? Like I don't know. Oh, yeah. it, it, right. I mean that's the but that's right. I mean this is it's so so the debate just asks those stupid questions. But do you not here's the thing though, it's almost and then you get the FOMO. Do you not watch? Do you turn it off? I find myself like just watching for the train wreck of it all. I don't even care at this point I don't even care about the answers. I voted already. I knew how I was gonna vote. That I'm not swayed. Yeah. One way or the other, I just watch it for he's gonna fucking implode. Because if they do have a mute button on the mics and they do use it, he's gonna talk over the muted microphone anyway. You ever see somebody who Or he walks so, off like he did on the 60 Minutes interview, which must be amazing for so, them to like shut down the entire fucking thing and say so they have all the tapes. Dana Carvey had a great routine about his about having teenage sons, right? Oh, and his regular stand-up or his Saturday Night Live shtick? It was a special that he did, I saw. Okay. And he said, the thing about negative teenage sons is they have so much attitude that it actually propels them backwards. So he said, I'm going to stand up because you have to see this. So he imitates his son, right? And he says, bunch of fucking bullshit, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do step back. And, you do fight. Yeah, that is true. And you could see Trump doing that. Like, Biden is saying, they muted his microphone. Biden is talking about whatever. And Trump's going, bunch of fucking bullshit. COVID, COVID. Bullshit, bullshit. Like you can see him like doing that, spitting and spewing and you know muttering. It's it's going to be ugly. But but this is an ugly election, and he's an ugly human being in every sense of the word. Now I also feel that I take no joy in watching a mentally ill person have a breakdown. Yeah, even it, if it's Donald Trump. I just think I the take, overall mental illness is is so unnerving in so yeah. many ways. Like there's just such a disconnect from. Anything that is, I mean, you look, first of all, he's always had those dead, like, shark eyes that see nothing. I mean, from the minute he was on, like, Fox 5 local news here, right. 
he was always that slimy, creepy, dead-eyed, like, guy who had no friends and who was always the hanger-honor, you know? Right. And and, right. Yeah. and now it's just magnified itself to this empty, horrifying look. It, it's terrifying to watch him. It's, it's more but, than sad. But here's something else. Whether you like Trump or not, even if you're a supporter, I think you would agree with this. When you see Trump... You vomit. Well, no. You feel like you just have to... He, he gets you either happy... He gets you going, right? He gets you less calm. He gets you a little excited. Yeah, there's a visceral reaction every Whereas time. Biden is, is calming to the point of almost being soporific, right? But right now, America could use a little more soporific and a little less craziness, a little less yelling, right? We just... The question that, that, that I would pose to everybody running for office is a two-part question, which is, what are you going to do to get us to stop yelling at each other all the time? Yeah. And how are you going to do that without f- suggesting false equivalency? Because it's, it's not a matter of false equivalence. I mean, there's no... You know who did a great You know who did a great take on that, by the way? And I don't know if you watched the clip of it, but it got me to follow him, was Mandy Patinkin's wife. Huh. How I saw... I will post that tweet where they actually must have just gotten off doing a segment of a show. I think it was either like Matta or one of those, one of those things. And she actually broke down during their little video clip where they were like, I'm so glad that's over. And she literally started like almost sobbing. She was like, I just can't take the yelling anymore. Nobody talks to each other. Everybody screams at each other. Nobody can hear anything anybody's saying, but that's the mentality, sadly, of the Trump death cult. They they just spew this nonsensical, racist, anti-Semitic, I mean, every phobic, ick thing right, that right. you can... And, and, you know, and, and it is it is true that Trump didn't create that. It's always been there. It is also true that it doesn't help when the president encourages it. But it grinds that, on your last fucking nerve. It really... Right, and that, and that it is, it is, you know, I know there's a lot of bigotry out there, but I also think that it's good if it's not okay and acceptable in polite company. It stops a little bit. And now it is, I mean, these people aren't polite, but... You know, every Republican president in my life, well, certainly yeah, from Nixon on, benefited from really getting the racist vote, but was understood that they had to play the look carefully. And that did hold the country together. Yeah, right? now it did not work out right. that way. Right. So right. I guess here we are. And it's going to be crazy. I don't know. Like, it, are you going to watch it? You're going to watch the debate. Are you going to watch yeah, it? Yeah, I'll debate because I tweet on it for CNN and stuff. Okay. So yeah. All right. So you're going to watch it. Oh, let's not talk about other things that happen over yeah. there <laughs> because who had that on their 2020 bingo card for the apocalypse the, the craziest thing about that is if you read Tubin's what's that some you oh, know how sorry. they soup up these cars here it's like a Miata from like 1982 with like a ridiculous muffler Miata. on it Miata go on <laughs> is that he said I didn't realize my video and my microphone were still on which like, like, well, you've been doing this? If it, like, like, you do this in meetings, suggesting he did it all the time, and usually turned his video. I off. don't even want to think about. It. I just, I think it's terrible. I think it's like absolutely just indicative of wh- where we are, where we've got. Like, there, the bottom is clearly just never ending. It just c- continues to get lower and lower and lower, and it's yeah. No, eventually, eventually, the elevator will stop, and uh, Biden will be the elevator operator somewhere. Take us back to like the middle. I don't even care if it's the top. Like maybe anywhere right. other than where we are now is better. Stop the free fall. I mean, you know. That's, yeah, that's a good. That's a good way of looking at it. I mean, I don't see fall. how. I think we're likely at three hundred thousand deaths by, certainly by the inauguration of the new president, and probably well over that. It's not. 
it, yeah. I, I just, I can't watch these doctors cry anymore. I can't watch these poor people who... Don't. Who, you, I, mean, I know, I stopped. Thing. The TV is not really? on. I stopped. I mean, I mean, I mean you know, yeah, read a fiction. Watch some super television. Watch the World Series. Do something. And this yeah. is for everybody. Like, you just... And I do, I'm guilty of this, too. But you know right? what? You can't deny... It. I think the thing is, the busy... Look, the, keeping yourself busy is really important f for mental self-care, but it, the, I think the fear is when, you know, no one's sleeping. Like, the fear, like when the lights go out and you don't fall asleep with the TV on or your Instagram in your face or your phone in your face look, or playing words with friends or doing something. But develop better habits. I mean, that's, I mean this is off target. Off yeah, I, I'm just saying, but it's not because I think it's the, it, it goes back to the, the real fear about COVID and what he's, perpet and the perpetuation of all right, of this but, stuff. But, but like, I know the, this new information isn't changing anything. You know. Well, it's a, yeah. I guess it's up to the people. It always comes down to the people. You want to help humanity, or you yeah, want to not get We got get a lot to folks. do between now and when we get a new president. Well, so listen, we gotta... I got a lot to do. I'm still trying to do my. I'm phone banking. I'm text banking. Oh. I'm. You know, you got to try to do a little something. I want to try to see. What about? Getting helping getting people to the polls or like trying to right. like you know stand well, outside. You could be a, you could well Jersey is again but you could be a poll worker that'll help. Listen, I saw some person sitting at a poll in like a full on fucking yeah. hazmat suit with a fucking respirator, like a white hazmat Tyvek suit boot. I can't. I could do a lot, but I don't think I could bring myself to like sit somewhere like that and no. and. and I'll no, do what I can, can to save democracy, but I, I don't know if I could go. I don't, sadly, and I don't know what that if that makes me a wimp or a pussy no, or whatever. Know. I just I want to help, but I don't know if I can if I can do right, that. Right. No, I don't know what I'm going to do physically either. I may, you know, think about what may go to another state or something. I don't know. You got, but yeah, but now where you go? First of all, I can't now travel thanks to everything that's going on here. New York doesn't want us. Connecticut doesn't want us. There's some tri-state travel advisory unless you're an essential worker because New Jersey went and fucked up. Right. Again, because everybody, I went, here's just a case in point, just to let you know what's going on out here. I went to pick up food from the diner, called it in. I was like, okay, let me walk in and get it. Cause they didn't have like contactless drop off. I walked into the diner and I looked to the right and there had to be about 50 people sitting, not at the same, all next to each other. No one was spread out. No one had a mask on. Everyone was talking. The waiter came out. There was, like, the waiter didn't want it. The, the diner is huge. They could legitimately sit, like, one couple on the left side, one family on the right side, someone in the middle, someone in the back. They were all packed in one quadrant of the diner. I literally looked at the girl as I was backing up, and I felt horrible because the guilt for me was, like, I'm yeah. panicking, but she has to stay in here and work here? What kind of an asshole does that make me? Right. And I said, look, I'm really sorry. I'm going to be out at the car waiting for my food. You could either call me when it's ready and I'll run back in, or it would be really great if you could just bring it out to me. And I backed the fuck up and I ran back to the car because yeah. I was not, I was like, what are these people thinking? Like any other Sunday morning and they're sitting and they're shoving diner food in their face because why? You can't do takeout. You can't still support the establishment and bring the shit home. You have to sit on top of people and you don't even know the people sitting at the next table next to you. Indoor dining, but, indoor anything. No. Needs to fucking stop everywhere in every fucking state. And but, again, you know, it won't. We, we, you know, this is why we can't have nice things, America. But this is, but it's also why almost 300,000 people are dead. And I think it's more I than know. having nice fucking things. Like, I would like to, like, who doesn't want to do this? I'd like to go see my friends in Connecticut. Can't go. Like to go see my friends in New York. Can't go. Or you could go and you're not staying over. You could, how many people are following that quarantine shit anyway?
it's honestly. You know, all and of who's this, checking? Who's checking? All of this is no one's checking. No one's checking. All right. We got to go. We're getting too, too angry here. I know. I'm Yeah, I'm mad, but I'm really glad to see you, and I'm glad your neck stopped bleeding. <laughs> all right. Grow the hair out, Linky. The people miss you. Come dip, in right. the, come dip in the gym every once in a while. Say hi to the fam. We miss Isis. I will. The dog. She went downstairs. Oh, yeah. she went downstairs. All right, have fun yeah. on your call, and uh, keep the information coming. We'll come listen to your baseball talk. We'll pimp that All on right. the Twitter. Talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. All right, so there you have it. I'm not really sure. Let's just let that stand and speak for itself. I think we all know what we need to do. We all need to vote. We all need to help anybody that needs help voting to get them the help they need. We all need to make sure that the polls are safe. We all need to make sure nobody's burning down any ballot boxes or throwing out any ballots or fucking with the vote. Uh, and what you really do want to fuck with, though, is you want to you want to go fuck with Lincoln's Instagram account at Lincoln A. Mitchell, and then you also want to go follow him on the Twitter at Lincoln Mitchell, and you want to go check out his YouTube baseball talks if that's your jam about uh, baseball and COVID and life and baseball and COVID. And uh, you can get invited to those Zoom talks. They fill up pretty quick, and uh, they do a little Q&A at the end, and you can hang out and you could listen to all these people talk about all that kind of shit. They're really good. They're really interesting. It's, it's, it's a good quality use of your time, not spent in the hellscape that is the Twitterverse or on the news. <laughs> you need a break, like Lincoln said, and those are the good breaks to take. His Instagram account, his Twitter account, and his little YouTube, and I don't mean little in that way, his YouTube channel with his baseball peeps talking about baseball and the coronavirus. And then you can also go on Facebook. He posts all of his articles that he writes for CNN and for that Brussels uh, paper and for all the other... Stuff that he does on the side, you know, because Lincoln's got 27 side hustles still. He, he, he's, he's still making it, making it work. Um, and speaking of making it work, we're still working on the Jam Fam. Every night, 8 o'clock, we're on night 222 uh, is the next one coming up, depending on when you're listening to this. 222 motherfucking nights in a row for one hour of me dancing like a mo. Uh, while the Jam Fam chats about everything from baked goods to what you're having for dinner to how many days in a row you've worn your sweats without changing or showering. It's a lot of interesting, fascinating stuff with a lot of amazingly good peeps. Uh, so check in on that on the Instagram at Doodleheads, despite the fact that Instagram and Facebook continue to cut us off like 17 times a night. We keep coming back. We like the Jam Fam roaches. You can't kill us. We don't die, we multiply. Or was that baby's kids? Not really sure. But either way, that's where you find me. Doodleheads on the Instagram and on the Twitter. I think my burner account is at HeadsGhost or Ghost of Heads or something. Go to Lincoln and see who he's following. I think he's following me. You can find me there until they throw me back in Twitmo or Twitter jail or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, go check out askformasksnyc.com. They're great masks, and the money gets donated. Some of the money gets donated to charity, and we're trying to get Ask for Masks, like, a date with her wannabe fiancé, Governor Cuomo. Hey, listen, to each their own. Don't knock it till you try it, or just don't try it at all. Uh, who else? Who else? What? I mean, anyway, there's a million. There's Yo, there's a lot of stuff going on at the PDX Exchange up in the upper left quadrant. Um, the art peeps dip in. Uh, Wong dips in. The Words with Friends peeps dip in. Uh, you know, we're all still there. We are, we roll deep. So dip in and come hang. You don't have to stay for long. You might not like the music. You might not like my dancing, but either way, we're there. And, uh, 
We're, ge- we're going to be there through it all. Through it all. Okay, I have no idea. Like, uh, Bogey and McCall? That's another song. There's another song lyric in there somewhere. There's song lyrics everywhere. All right, I'm going to shut the fuck up now because this has gone on long enough. And right now, Lincoln is like, we're right at 45 minutes. Randy, please keep, please shut the fuck up and uh, end the podcast. So I can hear Lincoln in my head telling me to shut up, and that's what I'm going to do because I always listen to what Lincoln has to say, and I take his advice. So thanks for listening. Wear a mask. Wash your motherfucking hands. And if you can, stay home. Don't go out if you don't need to. Uh, Make sure you maintain your quarantine bubble and uh, check on your people. And speaking of people, if you really want to do a public service announcement, Everyone you know that goes into a Zoom meeting, you need to text them before or drop them a note. Let them, make sure they're wearing pants. Pants are crucial. Nobody wants to tube in themselves uh, during a Zoom meeting. And by that, I mean accidentally tube in themselves. Don't purposely tube in yourself because that's just straight up disgusting. Uh, make sure you're, if friends don't let friends tube in themselves and uh, everyone needs a friend <laughs> to make sure that doesn't happen. Because who, honestly... What else can happen? What else? I don't even want to ask what else. I mean, it's just, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. We've had enough. There are things we just don't need to know, don't need to see, don't need to hear about. Just, just no. Just, just stop. Stop. That's all I can say. Friends don't let friends tube in themselves. Friends let friends follow Lincoln on the Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and subscribe to the podcast. Check on your people. Take your dog for a walk. Take your kid for a walk. Get, get a little pace in your face. Take your 96-year-old lady for a walk. Get on the boardwalk. Catch a sunset. Catch a sunrise. Catch a moonscape. Just, just escape from the everyday, like, monotonous information. And, and hopefully that'll help. And if it doesn't help, having me in your ear holes reminding you to do it is probably not that helpful either uh, at this point. So I'm going to end it because, look, we're well over the 45 minutes that Lincoln likes to stop at. So thanks for listening. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Stay home. If you, don't be a fucking mask hole. And check on your people. And thanks for listening. And until the next time, peace and hair grease. Mm-hmm.